0: Once a month, that's all I ask. Once a month, that's all you get. And we're coming in right under the wire. Right under the wire. We're about to slip into March and then what? Then there it goes, right? Just forget about the whole thing. We're limboing this bitch. (laughs) So um, there I am riding the bike down the boardwalk this morning and... I get to Belmont Park and I take a look to the left, and there's a giant dirt hole in the ground where the plunge was. Oh, that's right. They're doing a the whole remodel, refurbish, build. I am the last to know everything. There's Man. not a thing. Obviously, fuck my agenda, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> fuck your agenda. It's the FYA podcast. We're on iTunes, we're on Facebook. You can follow along. If you like what you hear, hit like, help us out. We don't need help, really. But, hey, um, participate any way you want. Thanks for all of it thus far. But the plunge is a giant dirt hole in the ground. At some level, I'm kind of sad about that. I thought for whatever reason that the eat, drink, sleep people were going to do some sort of restoration and fulfill all the promises that had gotten uh, Tom Lockfeld kicked out of the place. And they got away with the exact thing that Tom Lockfeld was trying to do, which is destroy the place and get it out of the way. Now, it's going back in, though. I mean, who can you trust? Who out there is going to just tell you direct fact, hey, we're going to really build the thing and then actually follow through on it, and it's not going to want it to be in a 22-story hotel in a year and a half? Well, I don't think the Coastal Commission is going to let that happen, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be a pool there. The Coastal Commission got trumped before Trump got elected about nine months ago. They got the melon baller taken to him. I, I, if you think you can trust him like you had the previous 25 years, you probably should. Uh, we should put a link up. It, it's bad. Really? Yeah. Did I miss something in my homework assignment? This guy from the L.A. Times, Lopez, D. Lopez, put a whole bunch of stuff up about how they had decapitated the Coastal Commission, so maybe this is the first thing that we'll see in our county that sort of represents how that stuff really happens. My goodness. I hope not, because I'm fighting it in Bay Parker now. Yeah. Are you is that part of the Coastal Commission? Oh, is it too soon? Is it?
1: <laughs> uh, it's interesting what's what's happening, but they they do have a thirty foot build limit. Oh, but they're trying to uh, put in this massive development over there by Kohl's Carpet and uh, WD forty back there, Anderson Nursery, where the new trolley's going in, and it's a it's a fight right now because they want to go up 60, 60 feet and um, you're
0: only allowed to go thirty and honestly i'd love to see that area get redeveloped i'd love to see it sort of it needs it go from a sort of meatpacking district in manhattan into something right there in the middle of every arterial rail station which we're gonna talk about in a little bit do you know why i don't Uh, we've got rosie from sd dialed in coming in to guest with us later on hey all right and we're gonna talk about a lot of public transit excellent and some existential stuff as it pertains to that stuff i can't wait that's a big word but that's why they're gonna build all that stuff over there yeah. they're gonna build all that stuff because they can sort of see the future and everything from old town all the way into that packing district that's right along the rail line what used to be useless real estate that you couldn't find a road that went there and all of a sudden it's going to have two angles of service on public transit right if that means something dynamite more, more on that later yes I swam at the plunge a lot. Yeah, One back the, in the 50s. <laughs> when I was 34. <laughs> right. And um, really enjoyed it. I used to take my kids there all the time. It's really fun to go to the plunge when it's open on a Sunday with your very, very young children on Black day, Sunday? On the day that they were doing Rave House. Oh, yes. Because there's a common window. Right? So you've got a common window, and you're inside, and your kid's got water wings on and goggles, and it's the cutest thing ever. And you look over there, and there is dry humping. Yeah. Just going, just yeah. going. There's 1,800 people inside the Wave House, sponsored by LED Sunday party that they had every Sunday for a while. Sponsored by Planned Parenthood and Nat Geo. <laughs> Daddy, yeah. daddy, daddy, what's that? <laughs> just over and over again, and you know, daddy, why are you staring? <laughs> Sun is called Brazil <laughs> it's amazing it's I, mean, I will i I'm right there with you that I hope that the plunge gets redone that they're actually going to do a recreation and that they weren't just Telling us lies when they were saying they had to tear it down because the roof was starting to oh it was dilapidated it was starting to, pieces of cement were apparently starting to fall off of the ceiling oh and, yeah you know my kids swimming there and, I saw I uh, saw the drawings at least I saw them
1: three years ago so they had this uh this walk bridge going from uh the boardwalk over to the other side of Belmont so I yeah that's that's what I hear and I got in people in over there uh, Pat Crane and Whitney Crane they run the whole property over there. So I'm pretty sure there's a pool going back in there. If not, there's going to be a lot of upset San Diegans.
0: You, you remember, though, Tom Lockfeld, when it was Wave House, he was trying to get that to be a paid lot. He was trying to get rid of the pool. He was trying to put, and uh, it was in the plans, 22-story hotel facility right mm-hmm. smack in the middle of the thing. And he was doing a very Spanos-like job of saying, if the city doesn't participate, I'm going to throw a tantrum with your park that I'm really just leasing the rights to operate mm-hmm. and the city had enough of it and kicked him out and got some new guys in and the new guys are pretending like it's going to be different. We shall see anyway. That is, that is
1: Holy land though. That's yeah. I, I, I couldn't see them doing a bait
0: and a switch right there. Well, I think there's a lot of eyes on them, but I don't know what's the attention span. I, I don't know what the attention span is. I, I'm telling you right now, um, I think the attention span's under 24 months, and that as soon as it changes ownership and you pretend like you care for a second, and it, I really love Mission Draft. I think it's cool, and my kids can still go to the park and do the arcade, and that part still exists, and who knows what they're doing with the Wave House part of it. It, it still doesn't make sense. They still don't make any money with it despite its location.
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I've been to the Mission Beach Planning Group um, a couple of times, and I have faith in them to, uh, to hold it down, so... I'm going to stay positive on this one. I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that that pool will go back oh, in. Oh, Mikey
0: found the safe zone. Oh, trust me, man. <laughs> trust me. There's certain places that I'll sit in, and that is one of them. Yeah. I, I really I, I take my parents to Mission Draft, and people are blown away by that space. Oh, and, that's great. I know, love that place. And then, you know, funny thing happened on the way to the uh, whatever they were planning on doing with it. Now they're starting to say, hey, can we get some bands in there? Oh. Yeah. So full circles occurring right before our eyes in that space. So Canes they, 2.0? I mean, it would be fun, but so they ripped the stage out. It, the stage is not there yet. Right. And they also, the footprint of the bar completely takes the space part of it out, and you'd have to do something right in front of those giant screens. But still, they're starting to think, hey, our business model kind of runs out of gas at 945 most nights. And, hmm, what can we do then? Hmm. Yeah. Funny.
1: Yeah, interesting.
0: So, um, this is, I guess, no longer a current events podcast, though. No, because if we go, I apparently, if we go thirty days in between podcasts, you know, it's an epoch of <sighs> stuff that changes right before our eyes. Like we a football team goes away, uh, a disaster presidency occurs for the second time in twenty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire thing just blows up supernova style in between two episodes of a podcast. Who knew? That's pretty exciting. Uh, Did you say LA? I'm sorry, San Diego uh, Raiders? Is that what you say? Oh, okay. Real quick. (laughs) Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. I'm so proud of San Diego. I couldn't be prouder of San Diego. Yes. Um, No matter what you think about football as an entity, um, the decision that has sort of unified the entire city is, if you're so fucking stupid that you're going to march up this, uh, the 5 Freeway and embarrass yourself in Los Angeles, then we're all going to put on our gold Century 21 jackets and put a giant available sign on the 64 acres city right there. Mm-hmm. And what happened in the first seven days? Soccer team. Multiple fucking offers. <laughs> yes. Multiple fucking offers. Yes. It's like, unless you're in the La Jolla zip code trying to sell <laughs> any rat shack for less than a million and a half dollars you know the only people getting more calls are those people with those 64 acres Mm -hmm. the the phone is ringing off the hook three football teams three football teams including the chargers trying to weasel their way back into their old home saying hey i've moved on that didn't happen i moved on did that happen that didn't happen. Yeah, it already happened. Um, they're being guided. They're, really? they're getting the shover, uh, shoulder rubbing from the NFL, saying, "Hey, we've maybe allowed you guys a little too much latitude to fuck our existence up." Mm-hmm. And it's just been great. It's all, you're done, ho. You already fucked another. You know, I, <laughs> peace. Beat it. Exactly. Yeah. and They've gone up to. Uh, they've gone up to Los Angeles with great fanfare. Oh they my just, gosh, they, their fan appreciation event had a hundred and forty six people and
1: it was pathetic it was terrible i'm telling you it's san diego raiders i hate the raiders i would immediately become a fan or uh san diego jaguars or
0: yeah I, i'm down with the jags i'm down with the um los jaguars yeah <laughs> los jaguars Viva los jaguars i'm down with the mls i will accept an mls thing i oh, think it yeah. would be the the greatest thing ever yeah um mls is not an either or and then we've got to be super clear about that they Their plan says, I'm going to build a stadium that's going to be perfect for Aztecs football and soccer, and I'm going to leave 16 acres right over here, probably in the floodplain, in case the football world wants to come back and renegotiate with us. But, you know, the message, San Diego to the NFL, fuck off. Right. There's now a price tag. You've paid all your bills. Uh, you don't owe us any money, but the price to re enter this market, if you ever want to have a Super Bowl in this town again, is sitting right around 750 million cash to talk to us. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Bam.
1: Love it. Bam. I couldn't have said any better because really, I don't care anymore. Right. right. I really don't. Right. Chargers, blow me. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> These are diehard Chargers fans saying this. Yeah. This, this it, sea
0: change, Yeah, I die. This died. sea change
1: is. It it happened. I it's, died. This happens. I, my diehard died, and
0: <laughs> it's no longer hard. It's very soft. Over it. So, um, Dosvidanya. Yeah, yeah. I'm, we're gonna be, I guess, speaking Russian down here in Southern California. <laughs> oh my god! And it's not. It's it, it, it's not Red Dawn. I'm not gonna go with Red Dawn. You know, <laughs> we are not. I don't. Who, was it Patrick Swayze? Who was it? That was Those, great. Patrick Swayze, oh, uh, yeah. Charlie Sheen. That was
1: a classic. Uh, for those of you under the age of 37, uh, Red Dawn. Uh, actually, they had a re, re... Half my age. They had another Red Dawn recently, a couple of days ago. Uh, um, don't talk co- about it. It was horrible. I, yeah. Was, I, d- I want nothing to do with it. Right. The, the original one. That it, was the one. Yeah. If, if the kids not drinking deer Blood, I don't want to watch it. Okay? <laughs> Seriously.
0: No, um... It's different than Red Dawn. No, they're not going to invade us with their super helicopters and shoot at us, and we're going to have to fight back with a coyote army. No, that's not going to happen. Instead, it's going to be like Nice, France. Yeah. If you've ever gone to Nice, France, I've talked about this, I think, with Chris Martin before, all of the real estate signs are in Russian. So, how can you tell when your government's capitulated and it's all over is when oligarchs come in and control all the best stuff? So, when... Instead of Nice or Antibes or wherever or Cannes or in, in any of those parts of the French Riviera, if in La Jolla, it all starts to be Dospadania, that's when you know. Well, in Lina Vista, it's
1: all in Vietnamese. Right. I'm just throwing that in there. It had no bearing <laughs> whatsoever.
0: <laughs> Ho Chi Minh did not take over San Diego. Right. But, um, you know, everyone has always thought for sure that it was going to actually be China. That China was, you know, the, the expatriates in Los Angeles just went to L.A. two weeks ago for a big con- concert convention. And one of the big takeaways is um, the the Chinese and the Japanese have absolutely descended on Los Angeles and the Koreans. It's great. Really? It's great. It's like it's always been that way, but it is on steroids currently, um, you know. Koreatown is the second largest city in Korea. You know, it's the same thing that we'd always said about Mexico City and then Los Angeles in terms of the biggest cities in Mexico. Right. It's now extended wholesale to Chinese nationals. Oh, wow. There's, of course, there's there's more Chinese millionaires than there are American millionaires at this point. In L.A.? Well, I don't know that, but I do know that their middle cra- class didn't ever happen it became haves and have-nots with the threshold being about a million dollars but if you have a million dollars in china you're a billionaire mm-hmm. but if you have a million dollars in china you can actually think about becoming an expatriate and move into los angeles and mattering mm. and they're starting to make that equation and so you walk the streets and it's it's really really interesting to see there and then you realize that how little of it trickles down to san diego Right. Because it, it happens down here. You see it. It's a really big effect from um, uh, UC San Diego, obviously. A, it, of a course. A giant, giant pipeline of students from the Asian continent. But you see the wealth provision, the economic provision, the expatriate provision in Los Angeles. And when I was up there, it was absolutely flooring.
1: Wow. this is This is out of my jurisdiction, but I love Asians. So <laughs> I guess it's in it. And by jurisdiction, I mean
0: L.A. Yeah, it was, it was fun to be up there. They've um, gone a completely different way with how they've revitalized their downtown area. Really? Yeah, they did not do uh, the gas lamp douchification. No? No.
1: Oh. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll never see it because I fucking hate L.A. I don't, like going, I don't like driving through it. I don't like seeing it. I hate smelling it. <laughs> I'm very San Diego.
0: Um, downtown San Diego and downtown Los Angeles smell the same. No. No way. 1,000%. One, 1, no, I seriously doubt that.
1: How would you know? That's a good point. Can you bottle some up and send it my way? I'll take a whiff. <laughs> <laughs> I just just yeah. to
0: be sure. I'm not going. No, 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 no. So um, before we jump into the next segment, you're now two months in as a homeowner. How's that going?
1: Uh, it's great, actually. Uh, it's, it's, it's expensive. Holy wow. There's money you got to pay for Everything. Everything. <laughs> but uh, I could do anything I want to it. In fact, today I was walking around with my uh, landscaper, uh, basically surveying the land, trying to figure out what to do, you know, get rid of a couple trees to make room for other trees. So tell me about this avocado tree project. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I got to cut down um, this, uh, I forgot the name of the tree. It's like bottle pepper. Uh, there's a pepper tree, um, but that's not where the avocado tree is going. But I got to get rid of that pepper tree because it's ruining my yard. Shoot's going everywhere. But uh, I'm going to put an avocado in the, in the backyard. And it's going to take a good five to ten years to actually produce. But uh, in five to ten years, I'm going to have nonstop tableside side guacamole. When my girls are ready for it, I'll be excited.
0: Yeah. If yeah. I'm still around.
1: Yeah. If you're still around, you can enjoy it. <laughs> I don't know, though. Ten years to use. i been working out. <laughs> You've been working out. you still
0: playing basketball? Uh, yes and no. Yes I've, and I've no. had, honestly, I have definitely started to cut down. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been an eye-opening last 12 months yeah it's time to throw in the
1: towel dude stick no. to lawn bowling or something whatever, croquet <laughs> i don't know man you gotta chill out because that's hey, hey. Nah, hey. i'm not i'm not gonna chill out i will miss the plunge though oh have to go to claremont now i never liked the plunge to tell you the truth i'm and i'm a swimmer i'm a lap swimmer and right. i i just the taste in the mouth it tasted like the 40s and it was just gross water from the 40s and i'm, I'm good I always love La Jolla, though. La Jolla High School's pool, that's a great pool. That's great. It's just expensive. It is expensive. It's La Jolla. It's like eight bucks. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it costs money. But it's a good pool. Uh, Now I'm swimming at the uh, YMCA pool in uh, Fashion Fashion Valley. Mission Valley. Mission Valley. They got an outdoor and an indoor pool. But I don't like indoor pools because I like swimming underneath the sky, not underneath the skylight.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and... You know, I've been to that facility and it's also not all that easy to get a lane and it's bizarrely crowded and it's got a weird configuration to it. It's not just Johnny Weissmuller, classic giant rectangle, fit as many people in there as you can. Long course, yeah. Right. Right. So, but that, I don't know. There's just no beating the Claremont one. The Claremont pool? The Claremont pool, if you've got the punch card, is the best value in swimming in San Diego County by far. That was my high school swim team pool. And that thing is ghetto-rific. It's, it's awesome. Do they redo it or anything? No, no. I hope they never do. Speaking of smelling like the 50s, <laughs> yeah, man. It's weird, though, because, you know, for your eight bucks when you go to uh, La Jolla, that's saltwater. That's like, you know, everything that Just they've collide, learned in the man. last 50 years. Right. You know, they do all that, and it's super easy and super fun. But, yeah, Claremont, if you open your eyes when you're underwater, you essentially get radiation poisoning for about 18 months. Yeah, that and herpes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, trust me. <laughs> There's the joke. There's hey. the joke. We're going to take a break, get a beer, and we'll be right back with our guest. We're back. Hey, hey. Hey, we have Rosie Beistrak. Do I say your name right? Yes. I've been saying it hopefully right now for six or seven years.
2: Yep, that's Bistrak. Right. Although I've heard it's supposed to be Bistrak, but I'm not really sure. No, we've, it, we've always
0: gone bistrack. That sounds fancy. Yeah, because Polish. I, I get it mixed up with the old Philadelphia
1: Philly, Bikstra i was thinking of lenny dykstra the uh it might have been dykstra
0: that might be how far i just said dykstra because i can't pronounce or read (laughs) right Mm. there you go and you went to high school where
2: i went to hilltop high in chula vista
0: hey um the reason i ask is because um in the whole concept of public transportation am i wrong didn't the tijuana blue line come in first
2: before the green and the orange, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I,
0: I think they switched the colors around recently too. But wasn't yeah. the one from Tijuana to downtown the first main? I think trolley? so.
2: I think so. Um, yeah, I I started probably riding the trolley around. I mean, first I remember my first time was when we, in kindergarten. That was actually a field trip. Was we rode the bus, a train, and the trolley. And that was the whole field trip. <laughs> so thirty five-year-olds riding, <laughs> <laughs> riding the trolley, um, just kind of like a round-trip kind of deal. But um, but yeah, I used to use it all the time. Um, when I was 14, my friends and I would skateboard down to the bus, take the 701 to the trolley, take the trolley downtown and go thrift shopping right. in what is now the gas lamp.
0: Right. That's my big point, because um, your childhood involved uh, public transportation and it allowed you a bit of independence that you otherwise wouldn't have had. Totally. if you lived in Poway, that wouldn't have
2: existed. No. I don't think kids in Poway are allowed to do anything except listen to Blink-182.
0: And ride horses.
2: And ho- Oh, well. I you wouldn't complain that. about or that.
0: They've also got ATVs. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. They got guns. Guns. Yeah, the whole thing. I had a sort of similar thing um, only, like, whatever, 70 years before you. Um, <laughs> I went to... Um, high school in West Germany when there was an East and West Germany. And um, if they do one thing right in what is now Germany unified is public transportation. And it's amazing. And it's just sort of like the Rolls Royce principle of everything you've ever seen. There's probably two countries that do it right. Ironically, uh, Germany and Japan. And they, no matter where you want to go, you got at least two options. So, Like you were saying, uh, when I was in junior high school, uh, I had the independence to live 20 miles away from where I went to school, but go anywhere I wanted, anytime. And in fact, when I was uh, 14 or 15, I actually had a job for the Corps of Engineers as a courier, taking big tubes of plans as a hand delivery person to other cities, like from Frankfurt to Stuttgart, and then coming back. And that was my day. that's pretty cool. Right. That's, but when you're 14, yeah. Right. Awesome. The amount of independence to sort of comprehend there. And if you try to Americanize that vision uh, and transport it to any time from 1975 to ni- 2005, it would have to have involved a geoprism or something, like some like teen car. Right. Right. And
2: now it's super opposite, too, because like my sister, my god sister, she didn't even want to get her license. Cause there was kind of no point cause you're not allowed to drive your friends or whatever with all right. the new laws, but it's like now instead of, so you've got the soccer mom driving you around, not just till you're 15, 16 when you get your license, but up until she's 19 or 20 now right. and she's still getting rides
0: right? or,
2: and you know, jumping on the bus.
0: There's that. And, um, it, that's the other thing about Germany is they don't give out licenses at all until you're 18. They, there, there's not a 16, there's not a learner's permit. There's none of that. So you have to be reliant on alternative methods. And and when I was there, it was the 70s, that's how old I am, Um, there was a whole generation that had never had licenses and were never going to get one. So you had two different population segments that were feeding into the public transportation system the entire time. But San Diego had an early preview because they got a trolley system and a, a really big segment of the county uh, started using it and relying on it and being able to access downtown anytime they wanted.
2: Right. It's, I Re- love it.
0: Really, really interesting how it also did not extend to North County.
1: Yeah, at the time, it, that, I don't know. It, that didn't make sense. They, didn't, they should have just done the whole thing all the way up, all the way east. There was definitely a lack of foresight there. I think there was a lack. It was, it was a bit of funds. It a, a, a little bit of political push. But, I mean, how how, they, how the how city planners kind th- of seen it?
2: I think it's also just a class thing, like that's where I'm at, yeah. So I just saw a statistic that said something like sixty percent of North County um, transit users because now they've got the coaster and all these other fancy the breeze and all that stuff are over sixty thousand dollars a year. And then, in the South Bay in San Diego, MTS users, 60% are under $30,000 a year. So it's definitely like a socioeconomic thing. Like, we'll ride a fancy train, but, um, but to get the trolley, like, they don't want people from National City coming to La Jolla. They That's don't want, a good point. So, That's so a they want to point. make it hard. They
0: don't right. want to make the connectivity. And they also made a, a sweeping judgment, too, that um, everyone in North County and their kids could live without the independence of having modular transit in all of North County. that that we'll just skip them because they would rather drive and be soccer moms for the next 15 or 20 years. They made that call and lived it out. We're at the end of that. We're at the sunset part of that. They've actually now had to overlay transportation. Plus, there's been some disruption, obviously. Um, But they made the statement, South Bay has to have modular transportation built into the MTS plan. But North County, we're going to go Rolls-Royce style and go super slow and let people drive Suburbans for that much longer. Yeah. No doubt about it.
2: And the funny thing is, too, I've I've also heard that on the the kind of inland suburbs, like PQ and Rancho Bernardo and all that area, that their bus system was going to be cut. And then all the moms showed up because their housekeepers couldn't get to their houses anymore. So that was the only thing that saved public transit in those suburbs because they needed their house cleaners there on Sundays.
0: Okay. And just putting topics on the table, there's that right now. There is a, an immense amount of economic pressure to reduce service. Uh, if you're a member of the Republican Party, you would like to see us spend less money on provision of service in MTS that's somehow uh, supported or subsidized by tax dollars. Ever that they don't understand that it's an infrastructural artery, and they're just—it's a place we can cut. Um, that plus. You now have an option that didn't exist even five years ago, which is you can go anywhere you want in an Uber and the amount of money is now a conversation item.
2: Right. Um, It's hard. We have a kid and going downtown for us doesn't make sense on a bus because why would we spend the $5 round trip? And so all three of us would be 15. I guess the kid's free, but I don't know. But even then, 10 bucks... Why not just Uber when we can get there in you know ten minutes versus thirty?
1: What part town do you live in?
2: I live in North, North Park right now, like Normal Heights, North right. Park. Oh yeah, so, it's just
1: a rock stone throw.
0: But think but about it that. But it takes with I mean, an Uber. even
2: the rapid is still fifteen or twenty minutes from us, and then a regular bus would take thirty-five.
0: Oh yeah, blow that just transaction for up for a second. Just blow that transaction up. This is a firm believer in uh, all things public transit. Doing the math. And saying the math was written by an actuary who probably died five years ago. Like, they're assuming that in a microeconomic transaction, you have to buy an individual round-trip ticket, and that's the only thing you make that will make sense. And they can't contemplate uh, Uber disrupting that math. And typical of bureaucracies, typical of city governments, that momentum, that accounting is probably going to escape the MTS for probably another three years. And what happens when the math escapes them? Services get cut, you lose services to outlying areas, and it's all because they weren't able to anticipate. Some stuff has to have the Uber effect built into the fare mechanism, or else it's not competitive, and people will make different choices.
2: Yeah, I mean, buying like even buying a bus pass only makes sense if you're using it round-trip, five days a week, four weeks in a month. Any less than that, why would you buy a bus pass? Because it... If you do the math, it's more. I mean, you save the money, whatever. Let me me ask you a
1: quick question. When was the last time either one of you rode a bus?
2: We took the rapid down to Waterfront Park maybe three months ago, four months ago. Three months ago.
0: Um, It's a funny question. I hit the lottery in bus land. Um, My house, which is in the heart of La Jolla, so antithetical to public transit, is right on the 30 line. Right. So the other end of the 30 line, it exits into downtown, so I can get on a $2 bus and wind up where I work in about 17 minutes.
1: Same here. When I was living in PB, a few blocks away from you, the 30 bus stop right in front of my house. Right. And I took the bus— Exact change only, no credit card. Right. Right. Get the fuck out of here. Right. It's
0: 2017. I can't Apple Pay this shit. Right. And you, if you try to actually empower your compass card to ride the bus, it takes th- three days, 72 hours for it to credit. <laughs>
2: right. right. You
0: know? So you can't. You literally better have the two and a quarter. So they're actually screwing themselves out of 50 cents, first of all. Right. Because you would have just given them the five bucks and had the, in case you were going to take uh, an, an elective trip and ride the the trolley around downtown once, right? So, again, an actuary who's now dead ha- is making the MTS a, a difficult decision in not competing with things like Uber and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, I think the I think it's so expensive. It's cost prohibitive for a lot of people to ride the bus and the trolley. And it shouldn't be. It should be, you know, I have friends in Seattle, friends in San Francisco and the bus fare is a $1.25 or a $1. dollar. Right. To anywhere,
0: but um, that's my next level point. Here is that we're about to embark on a whole brand new level of um, uh, the trolley. We're now under eighteen months from delivery from the trolley system going all the way to from Old Town to UTC, and we're going to add the UCSD corridor into this mix. And it's all been built on 30-year assumptions. We've just spent about 10 minutes destroying those assumptions.
2: Right.
0: That the guy who made the assumptions is dead. His math is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been disrupted. And who's going to pay for what's about to occur if the model gets completely swept under? It's like the record companies before Napster. The, the These guys <laughs> who made... These guys who made the nice. trolley system did not anticipate Uber. They didn't anticipate Apple Pay. They didn't anticipate... Driverless cars? Driverless cars. They didn't anticipate any of it. And so we've got... I'm not calling it a boondoggle. I want that stuff.
2: I want it too. I, mm-hmm. I want it really I bad. Want it, I want it and I want it to work. And I right. want it to work for everybody. Right.
0: But I think the it's, it's like an asteroid strike is about to occur because the economics underlying what we built... Are about to get destroyed and no one's adjusting you know why they're not adjusting they're sticking to party line to get the thing built
2: mm-hmm.
1: that was dead silence <laughs> well i, I think he hit it on the like what do you want to uh how
0: about that <laughs> <laughs> right. mm-hmm. you know me i want more oh but, okay okay hey th- that's just where we're at i i'm i'm super concerned i i really want to speak to you a lot about no one could have anticipated uber i've been you know my brother lives in san francisco um i spent a lot of time in los angeles which is a whole other chapter in dysfunctional public transportation um i rode the bus in los angeles too a lot when i was running Viperum, room i would take the bus from my house in venice and the idea was if i could spend two bucks to get there I could justify the 30 bucks it was going to cost in a rip-off cab on the way home.
2: <laughs> that's
0: mean. Right? And they were all rip-offs. And you had to have, and that's your when you when you had a guy. If you for heaven forbid if you did not know your cab driver and you were going from West Hollywood back to Venice ever and you didn't know him, you were looking 50 bucks in the face. Mhm. Right, like, that, that was just the level that was in. That's more where the disruption came from, a revolt against cab drivers, than a revolt against public transportation. But guess who's taken the brunt of it?
2: Totally. Yeah, I mean, instead of cutting everything and bringing everything down, expand everything. Get people to want to use the bus. Like, get the 20-year-olds that are going to the gas lamp on the weekends promise them that the bus is going to be available at three o'clock in the morning when they're stumbling home
0: versus 1140.
2: Yeah. And versus mm-hmm. 1140, like n- it doesn't make sense for anybody to use that as a reliable downtown source. And, you know, we've tried to do this, the, the whole, uh, bike ride, the 27 mile loop. And then you take the last ferry from Coronado and you have to get from there to either a rapid bus that has two available bike things, which does not. and Or I have to ride my fat ass up that hill, which is not fun. I will cry. <laughs> I will cry. <laughs> that will it hurt. <laughs> it is not fun. After you've done the 27 miles, too. Oh, yeah. So you're like, no, I'm not going up that hill, Ball Park. So oh. not fun. But make it available. Make, I mean, the, the 20-somethings, these are the kids that... Didn't want to drive themselves. They don't want to get their licenses because it's just why? What's the purpose? They can't be with their friends. Um, they're all getting DUIs. So make it cool. Make it cool for them to to take the bus down in their fancy shoes to Flux on Friday night.
0: I I just wonder whether or not there's a cooperative experience that is available to us that we're just not i mean we can't get the mts and uber to talk we can't get them to say hey here let's put waypoints in uh, to me i'm already planning ahead at some point they're going to build this thing and it's going to go from old town and it's going to stop at the pb thing and then i'm going to have to get from the pb station to where i live which is about another four miles inland right so that's a seven dollar right if you do the math two bucks to get there and then five bucks in an uber to get the rest of the way that's not horrible as opposed to whatever, you know, if you just took the Uber, it would probably only be about 12 bucks. Right. So that is, that's quick math for me. I'll, I'll pay the extra five bucks to not get on the trolley. Just save that
1: time for the transfer and right, right. Yeah, the stops
0: right, and all that. Trying to participate. So then who's left? Um, the only people that are left are the people that are going to just go point to point to UCSD. No one is going to UTC. No one really is going to use a PB stop that's actually at Marina Boulevard that doesn't exist. Right, that
2: final mile thing is like the biggest problem with transportation all over the city. And uh, I think they were just talking about it the other day with the like the the seniors get the little truck that takes some final right. mile, right? Access the access bus, and they're talking about how it's just astronomical. It's basically Ubering senior citizens around. Um, and so there's gotta be a better solution for that. So, I mean, I think you're, you're onto something with the city actually having the, the Uber drivers and the Lyft drivers available for that final mile situation. You know, that's the funny thing you say
1: final mile thing. That's what the, uh, bike share program Deco bike was supposed to be all about, except there's <laughs> no Deco bike at any MTS, anything. And just in front of big hotels.
2: The Deco bikes are such a joke, too. Same Thank you. I'm so glad $7 we're $7 for a half hour. Like, give me a break. I, how does that make sense for anybody? I don't understand. Uh, Plus, tourists.
0: I buy my bike from a place that's not a Deco bike place, and I want them to get all the rentals. Mm-hmm. Classic cruisers. Mm. See, so, now, now I got it. Now I got your backup. Yeah. Your, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your hype man. I mean, thanks. Yeah, I, boy. I, I, I don't ask for much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, there's a lot to solve. That's that's my my point here. I um I am
2: I thought I was just here to bitch about it cuz that's what I like to do. Right. Well, I'm <laughs> curious
1: why why this topic with you here? Is this a
2: passion project of yours? Um yeah, I mean we we used to ride the bus a lot. Um now that we have Nova full-time, it's much harder for us to do that. I mean, it just makes more sense for us to drive, but um my boyfriend and I would ride the bike, you know, ride bikes someplace and then bus back and you know, once I start crying, then we jump on the bus. Right. Because <laughs> that's, right. that's what I do on bikes. I cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I pay attention. And, you know, I pay attention to all the transportation issues in San Diego. I think that, like, that transnet tax that's supposed to be used for for public transportation that wasn't. That's why they're trying to, like, blast through and get this, like, they're front-loading basically 50 years of funding in 10 years. It's, like, the whole deal. Um, I just... I think it's important, and I think that they need to stop widening freeways because all the research shows that that doesn't solve anything. It just makes more people get on the road. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just passionate, I guess. Just like <laughs> soccer mom in it.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know how to solve it all. I do know that we need to get every single person involved. And when I say involved, like just start with a survey. What do you do? And I think if you took a survey, 87% of them would say, I've never ridden a bus. I've only taken Uber. Uber's the answer for everything.
2: Yeah, I, I think you're right. And it's sad because there's so many cool spots to go. If you just get on a bus, like all that little, um, little Saigon area of City Heights is awesome. And the rapid goes right there. But people just don't know.
0: What do you do about the pee smell? The what?
1: Oh, the red pee th- smell.
0: Oh. I they I said pee I'm like, I don't. I get hate mail. I don't get pee It doesn't matter if it's the trolley or the bus. The biggest problem. I mean, Uber has this problem too. Okay. Um, if you've been in an Uber on a Sunday, it usually smells like DNA. No. <laughs> what? You have three choices. I've D-
2: never had that problem.
0: DNA, urine, <laughs> or vomit. and it's it's a probability thing you're one in ten so if you ride uber a lot then every 10th time you do it on a sunday it's gonna be bad you get a rash you (laughs) (laughs) it's true it's not do you
2: sit in the back yeah oh i always sit in the front
1: me too i'm a shotgun rider i
2: kind of get mad when they have like they'll put folders or something just so that you don't sit in the front no No, move your
1: folder no, move it. I want to sit in the front. I, you
2: know, I'm not like I want it. the air blasting on This ain't driving I
1: Mr. Daisy. I'm like,
0: give <laughs> <laughs> me right next to you.
2: So I've never experienced the pee thing, so maybe you need to start sitting in the front, buddy. Yeah,
0: I guess. I, um, I can tell that I'm in the minority, too, because whenever, you know, I, I'm about 6'2 and change, so whenever I get in the back, the guy has to fumble with getting the seat to move all the way up. Like, yo, giant guy, you just got in the back. Hold on a second.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Always in the front. Always and, in the front, man. Come on. What are you Whoa. doing? You're not that special.
0: No. Old people think about it in terms of cabs. We have to adjust at our own pace. When I was it, your you know?
1: age. <laughs> <laughs> but the pee is real, though. The struggle is real on the buses. It's trolleys. Oh my, oh, my. Do goodness. you want to
2: know where the worst smell is? That beautiful bridge that goes over Harbor Drive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever taken that elevator? No. Oh, man. you got to take the <laughs> elevator if you're trying to get your bike down. Oh, because so, it's like big steps.
1: So you get in urine
2: trouble. The worst. The only time they clean it is for Comic Con.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> so
2: it's just this disgusting. They spent so much money. It's like twelve million dollars. I don't know. It was so much money on that stupid bridge, and then the elevator oh, is the just
1: from Peco Park to yeah I, oh, to the Hilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That it goes through the Hilton's um, garage. At least
1: pee is sterile. <sighs> it's it smells stale, but it's sterile. <laughs>
2: It's gnarly in there.
0: The the gnarliest, though, is... When um, it
2: works, by the way. It doesn't always work. What? That's terrible.
0: Yeah. is When you're on the bus or the trolley, and um, it's a fresh effect moment. Um, And usually the guy who's the most miserable is the driver. Because he's riding the longest. The rest of them are somewhere between 2 and 15 stops, and they're going to deal with it. He's got it for a while.
1: YouTube city bus drivers. Seriously, I've done this right after I did the uh, blackhead removal um, YouTube videos. But YouTube.
2: (laughs) Oh, come on. Oh, tell tell me you've never
1: watched that. No, no. What? Oh, my gosh. That's like my, I love, that's like, I go like Pornhub, YouTube, blackhead popping videos, Pornhub. And then I YouTube the, uh, at when I'm done, the cool down lap is the uh, the, San, or the city transit or whatever bus drivers videos. And those, those are outstanding.
0: So you've got new associations in your life. You now live in Lindo Vista, but your soul is Point Loma.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know my soul, but I think I lost the, that in PB. The
0: Point Loma around the Midway District where they make the
1: porns. Oh, yes. That, oh, yes, yes. The DVD places I used to go to back in the 90s.
0: But yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but I wish, uh, I wish we could solve this stuff. All we can do really is put it on the table. I just don't think anyone, the big point from today and from talking to you is I just don't think that um, the public transit sector had uh, or, organizationally prepared for the Uber disruption. They're not prepared to deal with it. They're making a bunch of short-term mistakes as it's playing out and it's going to cost them dearly unless they figure out a way to adjust.
2: Yeah, and there's hopefully smarter and better people than myself that are trying to work with like all the SANDAG meetings. There's so many, so many SANDAG meetings, you can't even keep up with them, but, um, but hopefully they're addressing that. There's a woman that's on the planning commission now, and she's a really amazing transit advocate. So, so hopefully people start listening to her, but it's you, what, hard to tell. It only matters if there's a stadium or something, you know, like something, you get a name on it.
0: Well, that's a really good point. Um, There was a huge uh, advocate for avoiding public transit in Los Angeles. There's two huge ones that really got away with slowing public transportation investment in infrastructure in Los Angeles for 20, 30 years. One of them was a USC professor who made a map, a diaspora map that showed Los Angeles and said, it will never work. You will never be able to create fixed arterial transportation structure that will ever work for population centers. You'll never have a stadium that occurs in people's workday. So because it's going to be so spread out, so decentralized, uh, trying to make a public transportation map is, is silly. And they used that logic to not build public transportation to their own airport which is the stupidest thing you'll ever be able to fathom. That's one. And then the second one is um, a guy a lot of liberals really love, uh, Henry Waxman, who's now retired, is a congressman from Los Angeles, who wouldn't allow the subway to be continued. The the subway got hacked. It got decapitated, and they wouldn't build on it for 25 years because there was um, a methane fire or something along along the tar pit lane, like a and it exploded dog. in 1982. Ooh. And so then he wouldn't let them keep drilling the subway the rest of the way. So these two things just stopped him. We need to figure out who can disrupt it the right way here to sort of marry the two things up. Hey, I think we're going to do a special third segment here and do another 15 on this. Collect our thoughts, get a beer. And Mikey, you look like you need to pee a fourth time. I got to pee like a racehorse right now. We'll be right back. Okay, so what we need in this segment is big ideas. Um, I am forever floored by the Elon Musk effect. Currently, the latest story is that Elon Musk wants to subvert traffic in Los Angeles. And he's already started drilling a tunnel underneath various freeways to have people use the tunnel freeway as opposed to the main freeway to get traffic that only occurred in the original batman in 1969 (laughs) until he showed up and started landing space rockets on barges in the ocean just i'm gonna do that and then he does it right (laughs) And then the whole world's like, he's smart enough, whatever he wants. And, and when I say this, just to put my own example out first and start the whole subject, I've always wondered how come there wasn't a demand-based ridership phenomenon with the MTS. Like, hey, we're going to have seven 800 people leaving the gas lamp at exactly 2 a.m. Wouldn't that justify a 700-person trolley going to South Bay? And they do it with the major sporting events, but that doesn't make it okay because they're just doing it sort of on the fix where because the stadium and the Padres and the Chargers and whomever either are sponsoring them or have extra influence within government circles, they're able to say, hey, we're going to need special services. But they've never once put special services out to Rosie's point of 2 a.m. at the gas lamp. There's not a 2 a.m. special at the gas lamp saying, hey, we'd like to get you guys home safe and would rather you didn't consider taking cars or $50 cabs, so grab the 2 a.m. special. Why that doesn't exist? This is a hybrid. The hybrid is that Uber pool tries to unite people who are near each other to take a singular drive oh, one way. Yeah, it is the worst. Oh, the worst. It's, it's just it's an idea who hasn't figured out its audience yet. Mm-hmm. But at a scale at which the MTS could operate and say, hey look, we've got these population collection points in the city. Why aren't we saying if you log into needing that service, we'll put you on that list and, you know, they'll use some Equations and adjustments, and say, "Well, seven hundred said they're going to do it, so two hundred really are." And put enough infrastructure in place to use it. Why? Why? Why can't they be dynamic at some level?
1: I don't know if the question is why they why they aren't. I, I think it's more they haven't even considered it. I don't know. Well, no, 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 no. Let me I, see. I got this idea in my head. We're talking about big ideas, right? So they just don't know where everyone's going. mm Hmm. So why wouldn't those, those city tinkerers, like, get with Google Maps, get with Waze, who automatically tracks wherever we're at unless you shut off the app completely? You know what I'm saying? Why wouldn't they develop a partnership with them, figure out where everyone's going, and then develop a system from there? Like, when we were off air here for a second, we talked about Uber doing the last mile. What, what, what was it called? The, the
2: final mile. The yeah. final
1: mile. The final mile. They just don't have—they're not doing the research. They don't understand—they they just don't know where the people are going, so they can't really fix it if they don't know where they're going. If they're not even looking, that's the thing. Because they, I know that they don't run the, them at two a.m. They don't run the trolleys and all that. The the because the, they're worried about graffiti. They're worried about uh, usership. There's not enough money involved with Cukers. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. Which is which is legitimately they can lose a lot of money. They make more money off DUIs. They make more money off of you know throwing these people in jail and
0: running them through the system. And <laughs> is that urban legend? That has to be a fact. What? But that um, DUI is a revenue center?
2: Yes. I think so, for sure.
1: You think so? Because it's like seven grand now for a DUI, isn't it? Isn't it more?
2: It's very expensive to get a DUI.
1: Right. So w- it would make sense for the city to put more money in their coffers to put up more police DUI checkpoints and run them through
2: the I don't... From what I understand, the DUI checkpoints usually end up being more warrants and people driving on suspended licenses. Right. That's Um, true. So, And then that is also a profit center because then those people have to work off. They basically assume it's like $48 a day or something for community service. So that's what, like when people are collecting trash on the side of the road, they have to do the, you know, whatever, two days, five days, and they're taking out the time from their own work. And then they're going and doing these jobs that should be much higher paid, but they're not. So it's super scam. They, it's, so it's, I, that's, that's my point. It's a scam. It's well, one,
0: scam. one quick observation. Um, I'm a six foot two white guy and I work at a bar. Therefore, I'm on the road at 2 a.m. an awful lot. And I've been through a lot of checkpoints. A lot. Right? I have never shown my driver's license. Cause you're white, yeah, right. That's my point. I mean, I'm I'm not celebrating that fact. I would I it, celebrate all you know, time. the time. The whole thing with Escondido just blows my mind. Like they use it as a yeah. version so of let's white. let if you're brown, let's let's figure out a way to fuck with you. Yeah, let's see your green Day card. Time.
2: I got pulled over last week in Chula Vista. <laughs> I made a legal U-turn and then I got pulled over. And then the lady said, "I'm giving you a warning this time." And I was like. I don't know what I did illegally. I made a legal U-turn, but I think they were checking to see if I was darker skinned.
0: Right. Tienes yeah. papelas? Yeah. It's fucked up, man. 1,000%. I think there's something there. I think that there's a way for there to be dynamic content in public transportation. I don't know how to manage it. I think that they'll, it'll take smarter minds than us. But at least with UCSD being the big corridor beneficiary to the newest part of the MTS network that will bring a lot of really, really good brain level space to this equation. And they're going to try to figure out a way to maximize it mainly for their own self-interest. But it spins stuff off. There's a collateral effect. It will absolutely show the rest of the city, hey, we could do this or we could do that or we could have it um, help with the school bus system or we could uh, figure out a way to have big glops of people leave downtown in a way that keeps our traffic at the tolerable level that it's already at. There's got to be a big idea in there somewhere. And the UCSD thing, you're enacting a brain trust that you didn't have before that I think might eventually help you.
2: Are they going to cut off the the shuttle system that comes from Hillcrest up to UCSD once UCSD trolley is open? Well, a it I seems hope like force, a, force I, people I, I, to use it.
0: I hope not because it's like this. It, it's like watching an episode of Mash being on that thing. <laughs> you know, I I went to UCSD and I um, rode that because I had a girlfriend who lived in Hillcrest. And it was a free bus. It goes to the what used to be the UCSD Medical Center. And um, there, there was dual-campus situation. I guess it's still the UCSD Medical Center. But point being, we all knew about it because it was free. And you can get to the cool part of town from the dodgy part of town really, really fast. And, I don't um, know about
2: dodgy, but boring, right? I mean, the UCSD yeah, area
0: is just boring. I was looking for an adjective. You chose the best one. <laughs> I'm still looking for how you connected that with the MASH episode. Because it was an old, antiquated bus that we were super lucky wasn't actually painted army green. For those
1: of you that don't know, MASH was a Vietnam... Wait, was it, Vietnam? <laughs> it was a Korea. Vietnam. Was Korea. It was Korea. It was Korea.
0: Back in the late 70s, early 80s. It's not, it's not going to have a material effect on ridership at all. It's like 40 people who don't know any better.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's supposed to help service all of those, the tr- gold tr- Golden Triangle, right, too? Isn't it it's supposed to hit some yeah, of those? Yeah, it is. So, I don't know. Hopefully, tech people like to ride
1: I don't even know about the this. trolley? It's, it sounds exciting. Does it smell like urine?
0: Not yet. Not yet. No? So, and think about what it doesn't hit. What's the biggest traffic jam in San Diego? Well, all right, the second biggest. If, if the biggest is the five corridor between Carlsbad and Solana Beach, What's the biggest one? It's the Merge. Nah. Data the, five the, five, 5.5? Real close. About a mile south of the Merge, the Serena Valley stuff. Yeah, isn't that the Merge? Yeah, Is but it,
2: now it's no? like 19 it's lanes across or something.
0: 19 lanes didn't solve anything to your earlier point. Right. It doesn't solve anything. There's so many cars going in and out of Serena Valley. I mean, those people,
2: they just want to fart in their own cars. (laughs) They don't want to be with other people. They don't want to be with people, especially in a lower socioeconomic class than themselves.
1: I think that's a huge point right there. On a couple levels, you can't get people out of their personal space, their safe space, which is their car. And not to mention the economic socio levels, like that whole thing. Yeah. Like, are you going to, you know, you make six figures a year. Are you going to sit on a bus with somebody that makes less than a quarter of what you make?
0: I don't know. I, I, I hear like you guys. Parents. I think you guys have a very valid point. I think you guys are going to win the day on the point. But they've never had an option. There, there's never been an option. I don't uh, think an option the, would be Mira desirable Mira Mesa, enough. Miramar, Sereno Valley, everything along that corridor from where Genesee exits out onto the freeway, that, that entire triangle there, that's not the Golden Triangle. The Golden Triangle is a bunch of malls. That are now in deterioration, that that don't do anything anymore, and you've built your subway on your thirty-year plan there, and it's going to go to UTC. If suddenly the entire city adopts ice skating, I think we're going to get somewhere. However, that's not what's going to happen. You've got essentially let's call it eighty-five to one hundred and twenty thousand professionals. Working exactly two and a half miles to the north of them, completely unserved, and they're all going to stay in their cars and clog the 805 and clog the five and clog the merge and make almost no difference in traffic because we missed them by the last two miles.
2: Mm -hmm. Right.
0: City of
1: San Diego, partner with Uber, partner with Lyft, talk to Waze, talk to Google Maps, figure it
0: out. Anyway, there's a lot to go over there. Hey, um, Anything you want to tell us about that we need to know about something that we aren't covering or aren't thinking about uh, so that um, you can make your peace with how we randomly asked you to come up and talk to us about this stuff?
2: <laughs> oh, God. No, I have nothing. I've, I mean, you're talking about big ideas. Like, I just don't understand why a monorail system, that was the only cool thing about Disneyland, I thought. And there's a cool monorail up in Seattle that goes right to that whole museum and mm-hmm. the and it's awesome, and I don't understand why, you know, we're putting in all the carpool lanes, which I love because when you have a kid in the car all the time, you're always in the carpool lane, which is awesome. But it doesn't. I mean, I don't. I work from home, so I don't need to be anywhere at any particular time. So I should never be driving when there's traffic. Somehow that doesn't work out. I always seem to be in traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just. I that was my dream. When the movie Singles, that was, like, his okay. dream, too. And then he locked himself in his house when they <laughs> rejected it. But, I mean, imagine where we'd be now 30 years later if we'd just follow the, follow the freeway. I mean, the freeway already broke up neighborhoods, and, you know. Right. So you already built the corridor.
0: I had one last thing, and it's not really public transportation. It's silly, and I'm stupid. Uh-oh. I, I have forever wanted... There to be uh, a gondola. <laughs> Me too. From the Palboa Park into downtown, and if they ever got it right, I wanted to do, to do this everyone, in Everyone they
2: laughed at Ron Roberts about right. that, but I—that was the only thing I think I've ever agreed with Ron Roberts about was because uh, I love it. That I'll go to the zoo just to ride the Skyfari.
1: Right. I love SeaWorld because of their little gondola. Oh, theirs
2: is nice too. Yeah, yeah.
1: R.I.P. Shamu. Uh, We actually talked about a gondola um, getting people from the trolley to the beach. We talked about a gondola
0: running down Grand Avenue. And guess what? We got laughed at. um, That's going to get solved. Um, we are working on it right now. I hope so. That'd be great. Unfortunately, um, yours and my all of our douchey friends are going to throw things off of it and ruin it. And that's going to actually happen in the planning stages so they won't build it. Mm -hmm. But... What they're, what's going to happen in PB just so you can plan ahead. Driverless trams. Uh, very, very similar to that. You're right? And it won't be driverless because that's too expensive. We're going to borrow from third world countries and South American countries and have like 10 cent trams. With people driving, them, it's going to look a lot like when you walk over the border in Tijuana and there's a billion things trying to take you somewhere. Yeah. That's that's what's going to happen at PV. For sure. I just wish that the gondola would get built. I think that would be the coolest I mean, thing I, on the planet. Well, I guess I because agree it's, and I disagree. Just that because that you don't want to ride your bike yeah, up. Yeah,
2: for sure. Right. But it's also the city can't do anything that would be inexpensive and use, used by the poor people. It's all about right. the money. So... So, you know, like, I mean, we were going to the Seaport Village planning meetings and that fucking flag building that they're putting up that has like a glass elevator on the outside or something. And it listed the price at like 37 bucks. Like, who the fuck in this city is going to pay $37 to ride an elevator? And so everything's being built for tourists. So maybe that's our transit issues. We got to figure out how we can wrap it for the city as a tourist thing to make it work.
1: And unfortunately, For the
2: people who actually live here,
1: and no tourists want to go to the South Bay, so everything gets fucked up. At least there's a trolley going there, though. Yeah,
0: I mean that's expensive. Um, a <laughs> couple of questions about the gondola: Could you pee in it? I, I'd pee off of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's
1: why it won't exactly. be built. <laughs> exactly. I mean, wouldn't it?
2: Like, it, I mean, I, w- I imagine it wouldn't actually be like the Skyfar. I, th- I would, th- would think like more like ski lift style, where it carries like 30 people at once, and it's glass. So yeah, the, yeah. you know the. But I don't know. And so they. I'm built not picky though. I want it to happen. I just don't want it to be. I want it to be inexpensive enough that you could use it as a commute, and right. not. It's not a tourist thing.
0: Not just for debutantes, <laughs> right? But um. So does anyone? Uh, Actually, use the crazy slide on the hundred and fifth floor of the building in Los Angeles that uh, has you sliding over. The, I
2: think like, it's the same thing. Nineteen dollars to do it.
0: Right. That's it, that's why I'm asking. You know, and do they do? And there's another one at Stratosphere, something like that. I don't even know about this. This is L.A. again. I have there's no idea. There's
2: a glass slide that goes from one floor to the floor below it, but you're flying over the city. Whoa. And Um, but it cost $19 to do it or something I hope they sell
1: baby wipes in the bathroom bathroom
2: (laughs) I mean I only ever saw it when it it first opened so of course it was people were loving it but yeah
0: is that still a thing is this a thing it's a a big thing it's a brand new thing Rosie um, it's so great to have you come and talk to us thank you Um, it's the kind of thing that we always want to talk about. And I know that um, so much of what happens in podcasts gets into gossip and bullshit. And we just wanted to try to... like what, what Mikey and I try to do is really go after stuff that people should be thinking about. And just try to disrupt comfort and get them going to it. And I, I have watched... In your um, blog stuff and your work, you've always taken a really, really sharp look at this stuff. And we couldn't wait to have you come on and, and share some of this with us. And I'd love to have you back at some point, And I'd love to keep these things going at Continuum.
2: Awesome. Thank you.
0: All right. It's F Y A. If you like it, like it. If you want to look for us and look for links, look for it on Facebook. We'll see you next time. There you go.